scripture reading this morning is from the New Testament, the book of John, chapter 13, verses 31 to 35. It can be found on page 877 in your pew Bible. When I opened the email and saw that this was the passage I was going to get to do today, I was thrilled. I loved this it's the core of who we are as Christians, this notion that we love each other um, in all the different and wonderful ways that we can show that. Um, and in a world that we live in today where we don't always see that, it's nice to be reminded that that's what we need and that's what keeps us grounded and connected in the community. John, chapter 13, verse 31. When he had gone out, Jesus said, Now, the Son of Man has been glorified, and God has been glorified in him. If God has been glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself, and will glorify him at once. Little children, I am with you only a little longer. You will look for me, and as I said to the Jews, so now I say to you, where I am going, you cannot come. I give you a new commandment, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Thanks be to this holy word. Hi, my name is Anna Scott Johnson, and I'm a senior, and I'm in senior high youth group, and I'm a junior at Dover Sherburn High School. I'm also on the 2020 committee, and I've prepared a reflection for this morning. The most important lessons I feel that Jesus taught us was love and forgiveness, and I believe that in the world we live in today, we especially need to live with those values. I believe that Pilgrim Church can help me live with this faith and love and forgiveness through service opportunities. Service shows people that you do love them, even if they feel that nobody loves them due to their circumstance. The church can help me continue this love and outreach to show my faith. I feel that Pilgrim Church has shaped me into the person of faith that I am today by continuing to be a welcoming community, by showing me that everyone is always welcome here. That sense of welcomeness has extended beyond the church and has become a part of how I live my life because I see how being welcoming not only is part of the love that Jesus taught, but it makes the world a better place. I experience both welcomeness and service at the youth group meetings and trips. Youth group has been a safe place for many of us high schoolers to form close, unique bonds with people we might not normally talk to. So in the years to come, as I get ready to go to college, I need the church to help me to continue to grow in my faith by helping me to continue to live with the foundational values that I have learned here. I hope that those values will help me to always live with the kindness and to help those in need. I hope that when making decisions, I will always have in the back of my mind, what would the, people at would the people at Pilgrim Church be proud of this decision? Pilgrim Church has helped me to be a much more kind and service-oriented person. I hope that the church will continue to teach these values to children from a young age so they will have the foundational values of what it means to live as a person of God and be able to actually live as a person of God. I hope Pilgrim can always be the community which is more like a family that serves as a safe place for people to come to and to teach people how to be welcoming of everyone, regardless of differences. A clear example of living with the values that Pilgrim has taught me is taking every April break to go on a service trip 
work camp to show people love who don't always feel loved. This past April in Puerto Rico, we showed love to an older couple who couldn't move too well by helping them fix their house that was damaged by the hurricane. We showed love to children in a low-income apartment complex, love by playing soccer and basketball with them. Last year, we showed love and welcomeness to homeless in New York and even cooked a dinner for women from a homeless shelter and ate and played games with them. In New York, we show, in New Mexico, we showed love to the Navajo tribe who lives on the reservation by building what they needed and working to better understand how they live. Those are clear examples of how I carried out these values that Pilgrim has taught me, but every day I carry this va- these values with me by helping others when they need it or talking to the person who seems to be silently struggling. Every Thursday, I volunteer at a hospital because Pilgrim has helped me to find a passion in helping people. In high school, it's hard to openly say, I'm a Christian and I'm living how God would want me to because of extreme Christians that we see on the news that aren't living what it actually means to live how God would want us to. But I believe, but I live as God would want me to every day through love and welcomeness and service in the hopes to show what a Christian actually is and what our values actually are. Pilgrim Church has given me these values that I strive to live with every day and has shaped me who I am as a person trying to make a difference in the world. Thank you. Good morning. Uh, my name is Matt Bodette, uh, and like Anna Scott, John asked uh, me to speak a little bit this morning about my thoughts on the question that is in the bulletin today. How can Pilgrim Church help you live your life as a person of God in the world? It's a big question. And over the last week, I've sat and stared at this question for a long time. Um, I think what I figured out was giving me the most trouble with this question is the your life as a person of God bit. Uh, even though as somebody on the 2020 committee, I was in the room when this, when this question was formulated, I'm not exactly sure what it means. What is my life as a person of God? What does it mean to be of God? It's been a really long week. Here are a couple of initial thoughts that came out of my pondering on this, though. The first is the truth that this is a very personal question. And I don't mean personal like it's for me to know and for you to find out. I mean, like, personal as though what a life as a person of God is to me is what it is to me. God meets us where we are, and we are all in different places. The second was sort of a question-and-answer combo. What are we doing here, really? Like, what makes this different from a club, a social group, a weekly meeting of spiritually-minded thinkers? The reason we're here, the reason that at our core I think has to be the answer, is because this feeds, nurtures, and sustains whatever it means to each of us to live a life as a person of God. What we are really doing here is feeding our own individual life of God. Now, Pilgrim Church does a lot of things. There are many people and groups just involved in putting on this worship today. We do service projects. We open our doors. We have programming throughout the week. But why? A lot of you were interviewed as part of the 2020 process. Why is the music important to you? What is it about teaching church school that means a lot to you? Why is youth group an important part of your week? Why is the scripture important to you? Why are service missions important? Why, why, why? 
because it feeds your soul. At some level, conscious or unconscious, it sings... Man, this is not going to go well. (laughs) At some level, conscious or unconscious, it sings into your life as a person of God. It opens a crack. It gives you a glimpse of a vast, expansive, infinite, indestructible love that is yours for the taking. For me personally, I kind of have a hard time believing in my life as a person of God. On the outside, I feel like I can put on a good show. Charity, service, involvement, participation. But on the inside, it's more like doubt, self-loathing, anxiety, and fear. (laughs) For most of my adult life, I've had this thought that there is this ideal version of the person, if I really had my act together, that I should be. A should be that I don't ever and probably could never achieve. If I could just be disciplined and do more of. If I could have more self-control and do less of. Lose weight, exercise more, be more patient, meditate, hydrate, play, relax, work more, be smarter. I struggle with feeling not of God at all, but more like living a life of God is something that that better version of myself would be doing. And so I add it to the list of stuff that my actual self is not doing well enough. I rarely feel that I am enough, as is. There's this book uh, by the author Rob Bell called Love Wins, and, uh, and we talked about it at our last 2020 meeting, in which he examines kind of the concepts of heaven and hell and what those things really mean. Uh, towards the end of the book, he retells the story of the prodigal son, uh, the young man that asks his father for his inheritance and then goes off into the world and blows it all, and then comes crawling back uh, where he is welcomed by his father with a party much to the dismay of his older brother, who had stayed and held down the fort in the hopes of pleasing his father. Rob Bell points out that the story is actually really creative and that it's told from several different perspectives. There are at least three different versions of the story. The son, who is seeking a different life and his shame upon returning home and fear that he would be rejected by his father. The older son, frustrated from trying to earn his father's love. And the father, whose love for his sons cannot be earned and cannot be taken away. It just is. The son's sins, frustration, and shortcomings are simply irrelevant when it comes to the surprising, unexpected declaration that the father's love simply is theirs. There is nothing for the two sons to do but to trust in their father's version of their own story. Their believing in their father's version of the story does not bring it into existence or make it happen, however, because their father's love has always been there for them, ready and waiting. They simply need to believe in the father's version of their story. So whose version of my story am I going to believe? Is it mine, believing that I'm not enough, that I need to achieve or earn something to be able to feel good enough, the person that I'm supposed to be, or can I bring myself to trust in God's version? A version in which God's love has always been there for me, has been mine all along, that to God I've always been enough. Obviously, I like this latter version better, but I'm not there yet. I do believe, though, that it is living fully within that trust, depending on it, and sharing it is what it means to live a life of God. It's a life of love. Wow, this is really breaking down. So... What can Pilgrim Church help me to do to live my life of God? I think it's to help me see and to remind me of the love of God that is there, ready and waiting. 
I don't know what the right vehicle is to get there. But I do know that my life of God desperately depends on my trust and belief that God's vast, expansive, infinite, indestructible love is for me, just like it is for each of you. Thanks. You know, it's one of the hopes that I've always had as a pastor is that when people come to church, they can be real. Do you hear that? That we dress up, but hopefully we can be our real, authentic selves with one another and with God. And I just am so grateful to you two for getting real with us. And so from that text, and Jesus said, I give you a new commandment that you love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. How can Pilgrim Church help you live your life as a person of God in the world? Her name is Jillian, and she is a junior at Dover Sherburn High School. And this past Thursday night, she was one of ten Pilgrim folk who attended the 30th anniversary celebration of Bethel AME at the JFK Library in Dorchester. She's like a lot of the young people who call Pilgrim Church home and come to the senior high youth group and teach Sunday school and serve as youth deacons and come to worship. She's like a lot of the young people who call Metro West Boston home. On the one hand, she is very smart and very motivated and involved in a ton of activities, sports and academics and social stuff, and this summer she'll be a full-time camp counselor in Maine. As I spoke with her on Thursday at our table, it became so clear to me that she is happy, yes, and also she feels like she is under a ton of pressure, always pressure to succeed, to succeed, to get into the best school next year, to get the best grades that she can, to make varsity sports, to live up to some hoped-for impossible standard that some days, as she told me, just weighs down upon her heavily, makes her weary, and I think makes her wonder about the truth of that story that so many of our young people, heck, that so many of us live by these days. It's a story that says we have to do it all and have it all and work all the time and that our goodness somehow, our goodness, our worth as human beings It somehow comes from our busyness and our full calendars and our crazy lives, our being stretched to the limit so many days in all that we are trying to do. Does this sound familiar to anyone here? Does it connect to your story or the story of your children or your grandchildren in 2019? As I talked to Jillian, I thought of what a gift it is that in the midst of her sometimes overstressed and high-pressure life, She has one place, as she told me, one place, along with her family and her home and with her friends, where she does not feel so stressed or so pressured or so rushed or so intense, where she feels loved and accepted. And friends, that's at church, at Pilgrim Church. And I thought as I spoke with her, what can we as a church do to support her? 
to help her live as a person of God in the world. And that's a world that sometimes might tempt her or tempt all of us to forget that our worth is found not in what we do or in what we have or in what we achieve, but instead in our identity as children of God, a God who made us and walks with us and loves us, a God who was in a person called Jesus, Jesus who summed up the whole of his ministry and life in one simple call, that people will know that we are disciples of Jesus Christ if we love each other as Jesus loved. How can Pilgrim Church help young people like Jillian know their worth and their goodness as people of God in the world? How can Pilgrim Church give her the spiritual tools like resilience and the deep trust to know that she is loved by God wholly, that she does does have a place at church to be filled up and supported and given a strong God-based set of values to live by? Friends, that's the kind of thing that our 2020 task force is trying to answer in our work with you and with God, to discern how best to serve folks like Jillian and her family, folks like you and your family, who are trying to live as people of God in the world of 2019, a call that is not easy, not by a long shot. Our 2020 work has allowed us to identify five shared values that make Pilgrim Church Pilgrim Church. Our spiritual DNA, you saw it in the video, community, service, worship, Christian teaching, welcome. But now we need to hear from you, from as many folks in church as possible. One answer to one question. How can Pilgrim Church help you live your life as a person of God in the world? How can Pilgrim Church help you and your loved ones live your life as a person of God in the world? As Matt said, we on the 2020 committee know that's a big question, a tender question, but we also trust that all of you do have a sense of what you do need to live as a person of God in the world like Jillian. That's, I hope that's why you are here, why you make Pilgrim Church and God a part of your life. And so we ask you to think about this and pray on this. And today in worship, and we'll have the time to take time to share your answers with us on that insert and then give it back to us. Because the 2020 group, as we seek to come up with ideas and recommendations about how best to serve our world as God's people in 2020 and beyond in this fast-changing world, those ideas must come from you and from God, come from our shared spiritual needs, from who God is calling us to be in the years ahead. As your pastor and called spiritual leader, my hope for all of us is this. That in everything we do, everything, we love one another as God in Jesus loves us. We love one another as Jesus loved. We take the lessons of Jesus' life and we live them out with each other in this place. And we live out our Jesus values in our families and in our neighborhoods as citizens and business people and coaches and parents and friends. We live as Christians humbly But clearly, Christians, as Anna Scott said, not defined by the culture or the media that these days can see Christians as not so loving, right? 
Christians as intolerant of others, Christians as judgmental, Christians as tarred by the abusive actions of a minority of churches, Christians who are often eager to align themselves with one political ideology. Friends, the Christians I hope we can be are not those values, but are these values. That we will always be radically welcoming, that we will turn no one away, that we will embrace every single child of God, no one left out. That we will be Christians who talk the talk and walk the walk through direct service to others. Christians who seek to respect other faiths, but also enthusiastically embrace our own faith story as our story, our unique story. Christians who decide to intentionally live together here in church to try and love each other every day. Christians like Jillian, who need a place to feel loved, to be given faith values that sustain us and inspire us and give us hope and make us better people as we seek to live good lives in the deepest sense and just make this world a better place. Friends, how can Pilgrim Church help you live your life as a person of God in the world? That is the question we on the 2020 task force, we earnestly, we hopefully, we absolutely need your answers. Let all God's people say, Amen.